Hi, I'm Tamara. Welcome to Real Conversations recorded in Dauphin, Manitoba. Our community is fueled by agriculture and food production. And today, Roman Panchenko joins us to share about his journey of becoming part of the Parkland community and his passion for the Parkland Ukrainian Family Fund. Thank you to our sponsors, Bankert Marketing, Dr. Brenna and Three Graces Medispa, Real Security Solutions, Roofs Furniture and Appliances, Oil Depot of Dauphin, Tri Family Health, Beauty and Fine Gifts of the Paw, and Hearts to Nature Photography. Well, welcome back to Real Conversations. It is April 4th today and episode 13. And today I have the privilege of interviewing Roman Panchenko. And um, I wanted to talk to you, Roman, because you are of Ukrainian descent. But not only are you of Ukrainian descent, but you're, um, you've moved into the community, the parkland and Dauphin area from Ukraine directly. So you're first generation um, Canadian and you've made this your home. And um, we all know um, the information that's being given to us about the war in Ukraine, lots of upsetting things. And... And yet, uh, from talking with you, uh, you've really kind of sh- shone a light on like some hope, I think, uh, and things that people here in the community are doing to make a difference. Yes, yes. There's, there's definitely, I really hope uh, this is uh, this project is going to bring some families here, you know, and all that. So um, I'm actually excited for it because I've never been in the fund before. I've never been helping people as massively you know as is it as it is in that fund so um yeah this fund here is called uh parkland ukrainian family fund uh it's it's a new fund it's about only two weeks old since the war started um people uh gather up we have the community is actually about 30 people who's actually voluntarily helping and and doing different types of jobs you know like facebook media and and uh gathering up the money gathering up the uh, all the necessity help that people are bringing to uh, like rough furnitures. They're helping with all the furniture. People bring anything like sofas, beds, you know, mattresses, everything. Um, utilities for, for like homes, you know, pads and pots and stuff like that. So, which is amazing uh, community here is showing that uh, they really care of what's going on in Ukraine right now. Right. So. Well, and here in the parkland, there's a really... Um I would say a large population of Ukrainian people, Polish people came to this area, lots of homesteading, farmland. Uh, yeah. They became farming. They, they, they came to farm in this area. And that was like well over 100 years ago now. Yeah. Um, I think it goes all the way back to like the 18, late 1800s when the train first came through. And I know that um, you, uh, you moved here from Ukraine. And I, I was curious to find out I want to know more about the the project that you're involved in. Mm-hmm. But why did you choose Dauphin? Like when you decided to come to Canada, what was the what was the um, what was the highlight or the reason that you decided to come here to the to the Parkland community? Uh, the story begins all the time. Like it, it 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 started all when I was twelve. So back when I was twelve, my parents divorced and my mom moved to Ireland. And uh, I stayed in Ukraine with my father for a while. Then I moved to uh, Ireland to my mom and uh, I continued uh, studying from grade six to grade 12 and uh, graduated, lived there for a while. And uh, 
when just my cousins and um, aunties move here, they moved here about, I don't know, about 10 years ago. And so, this is to Dauphin? Dauphin, yeah. Oh, wow. I don't know why they choose Dauphin. Oh, okay. <laughs> and they just called me. They're like, hey, Rowan, come here. And I was like, yeah, okay, for sure. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. So um, Ireland, it was just economical, I think, decision to move to Canada. But Dauphin, it was just the family members that were here. And I was like, yeah, why not? I'll, I'll join them. I'll see what's going on here in Canada. If something I have always opportunity to move back to Ireland, you know, there's no problem. But I liked it here. I stayed here and uh, Dauphin seems to be uh, my home for now. Yes. So, which I enjoy. And uh, I've been here like for eight years now. Okay. And, so you moved, and you moved here with your wife, Natasha? Yes, I, I took her over. I, I met her in Ukraine uh, when I was just on vacation. Wow. It was kind of random. So I, I just met her there. And, and in the in the city, I, I always been there and I never met her before. But apparently we found out we met and we were like five and we were at the wedding. No <laughs> she was like two. She was still like she was in the hands of parents and she was really little. Huh. I was just dancing out there. Wow. So, that's amazing. Hey, yeah. so, so you I were brought here, yeah. connected from from almost like it was meant to be. Yes. Hey, you, yeah. you had run into each other before and then met again later, which is really amazing, especially yeah. going back for a visit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess um, your your family. So you have family here uh, in Dauphin, you have family in Ireland, but you still have lots of friends and family in Ukraine. Yes. Yes. Loads. Um to my to my knowledge, uh, we just uh, me and my wife we try to count all our uh, relatives that are, that are in Ukraine right now. So there's about over thirty people there, and they're relocated to different like all over. In Kiev. Uh, there's there's like four four or five different cities they're in, and uh, and one you of said the, you have family in Mariupol as well. Yes, and one one of the family, uh, they're actually a big amount of family back in Mariupol, and. Apparently, they did move out already from there. Okay. Some. And they're safe? Some, yes. Okay. Some are um, lost. They're, they're, we don't have any contact with them right now. Okay. And uh, we can't really even know There's if no they're... Way. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been over like three weeks we lost contact with them. Oh. And we're trying to reach out and anything. You know, it's just... There's there's no network there. That's the problem. And right. it's really, really hard to get a hold of anybody there. Okay. So, uh, apparently... People there are really heartbroken and, and panic and really it's it's a it's heartbreaking what's going on. Yeah. And uh, like I said, big part of family is is is, is it they, they went to Russia because this is the closest uh, kind of safe spot for them. And they do have relatives in Russia, too. So okay. they have somewhere to go there. You know, that's okay. the only thing. Because uh, like Poland is already over, overflown. Yeah. And from Mariupol, if, if you look ge- geographically on the map. Marupol is is beside Russia. That's where that's why there there's that the conflict and by the water there. too, the ocean, yeah. right? So that's why for them it would be really hard to migrate to Poland or Slovakia or somewhere because that would they so would have to cross great the whole distance Ukraine under war. Yeah, and it's great risk. So, okay. Yeah, that's why they they pretty much walked out of it. They, okay. You can't drive. You can't. There's no. There is technically there is corridors of, of humanitarian aid and they're trying to get people out of there yeah but they're only technical they're not physical uh the problem is russia is actually bombing that as well yeah even though those are being supposed to be safe yeah they, yeah. they actually made it they're like, targeting those areas yeah which yeah. is awful so so have you found family back in ukraine um have they been hesitant to leave because i know when i spoke with um irene last week she had family they're not 
they're closer to the Poland board, border, so quite mm-hmm. a bit safer for location. Mm-hmm. Um, but she said they don't want to leave. They, they, they're there. They, they sleep with their clothes on. They wait for the sirens. Oh, yes. They're yes. still teaching classes and they go into their bomb shelters as necessary. But it's their home. Yes, that's true. It's really hard for them. And, I, you know, I, I truly understand because um, in Ukraine, like, it's it's different with the money wise, you know, like people don't get as much the wage is low and the price of the food is higher, okay. you know, so it's not really bad. In comparison to say Dauphin or where For, we live. Yeah, okay. exactly. Like Canada or Ireland, you know, it's 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 pretty much more balanced out there. Okay. Uh back back in Ukraine, it's it's really it's it's a lot of corruption. There's there's a big story behind that, but people are not getting enough of money. And they they request a lot of money for you know like utilities. So and they're stuff. driving and, up prices yeah. to make it unaffordable. That's that's why for for Ukrainians their home is even like you know even more uh, relevant than here you know because they they fight for it they pay crazy money for it you know they try the best to keep it yes and that's why they don't want to leave it you know and right because they're they're told their whole life is invested yes yes yeah. pretty much pretty much so and uh, some of the family are. Pretty much the same. They're 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 sleeping their clothes, and and there's always a, a siren going on, and they see rockets and and planes fly over the head, and uh, bombing is in the, in the city right away. So like I, I don't know, it's it's crazy. We we we're keeping a hold of uh, one of the family. They're hundred kilometers away from Kiev, and uh, they're terrified as well. But they say you know we, we gotta live like this for now, and we'll see if. They don't really want to leave. Like, and yeah. we do have a place for them in Ireland, in Poland. I have friends and family who are um, scattered all over the world, you know. Mm-hmm. So there is places to stay, but they don't want to leave. But they want to stay where their home is. Yes. And they're hoping that the war will end quickly, right? So they can move on to some sense yeah. of normalcy. Has any of your that. family um, that you know of decided to join the army? Or like, do you have, I know there was a lot of enlisting involved with the men, right? 18 to 65. So, and there's women that are taking up arms, like whoever's capable because they want to fight for their country because they believe in the cause. Yeah. They believe that they they do want to protect their country. They don't want to give it away. uh, That's for sure. That the conflict with Russia was, was ongoing for like really long time right right now. You know, it's, it's to me, it's still, it was like, you know, before the war, it was still like Russia is like, is close friend to Ukraine, you know, okay. really close common language. We kind of understand each other language. In Ukraine, there's a lot of Russian language going on too. Yeah. Like in, if you go Kiev, the capital, yeah. there's millions of people that talk Russian. And yeah. still to this day, people are still talking conversation in Russian. And and they call it broken Ukrainian, you know, okay. when, when they use some Ukrainian words, some Russian words. Yeah. And it's normal. Like it was normal in our community to, to this day. Like it's right now people are trying to eliminate Russian and because it's it, it's just the way Russia attacked Ukraine yeah. yes it it broke people's heart you know and they they never say now that Russia is brother anymore you know yeah. they used to say some people had yeah there was a camaraderie been, before but not now yes yes right now people it, it's really and it's heartbreaking for me too uh back here I'm I'm just heartbroken with this situation. So, and I got lots of friends in Russia and family and relatives in Russia too. Yeah. And if 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 we we were calling with skyping with one of my, uh, they live in uh, Moscow. Mm-hmm. So we're we're talking to them and 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 it seems like uh, the um, 
I, I want to be nice. You know, I don't want to say yeah. bad words, but uh, they've just been feeded with really bad media. Yeah, the outlet. propaganda. I've heard, it was yeah. so bad. He's just saying there's no war in Ukraine. I say, are you crazy? There's our yes. family. You have your family. You called with them just, just recently. And yeah, you you're have to believe your own ears. It's crazy. Like, how can you not believe family, uh, relative members, you know, and, and believe the media? Like, yeah. you know. Well, I, I think that's why. So for real conversations, I've been really careful. Um, I didn't want to talk about Ukraine until I could talk to somebody who knew people in Ukraine who have direct connections to Ukraine, because I'm a fifth generation Ukrainian. I've lost touch with our family members. We, My grandmother had cousins and she would read us the letters because yeah. she could read Ukrainian. We didn't learn the language, so we've lost. But I know that I have family there. And so, you know, my heart is... I think it's, it's shock for everyone. It's still shocking, you it know, is. because you just never, you knew it could happen, but you never thought it would, yes, you know? Yes. And um, so I guess on a positive note, um, I wanted to talk about this fund that you're, mm-hmm. you're uh, happy about, you were surprised by. Um, what is the name of the fund? So it's a Parkland Ukrainian Family Fund. Um, like I was saying, it's just a pretty new fund. It's about two or three weeks old. And they did uh, manage to collect already a big uh, chunk sum of money to to uh, actually uh, meet people here okay. from Ukraine. So they're not helping to move here, as in like you know flight tickets and stuff. But they okay. do help to settle here for families. Okay. It could so be if they can get themselves here, yeah, then they'll provide what 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 is. What is the fund trying to provide? It's 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 a place to live, right? Yes. yes. And furnishings yes. and. You know, basically a set the setup. It's pretty much everything you need to live in Dauphin here. And it, it's not only Dauphin, it's the whole Parkland area. So uh, apparently the Parkland fund here is is going to provide the housing. So for at least like two or three years, you know, something okay. in, in a good perspective. So uh, they're going to provide everything that house needs. So any furniture, any like pads and pots, you know, whatever, you know, forks and knives. Yeah. Everything needs to be in the house in place. So it's basically move, almost like an Airbnb, almost like move-in ready. Pretty much, pretty right? much. Move-in ready, and they're going to provide vehicles if needed. Okay. They're going to help with finding work, yeah. uh, with health cards, anything like, you know, documents-wise. Everything yeah. is going to be uh, pretty much supported by this fund. Like grocery, even the food. You yes, know, The first thing sure. is the food, the sleep, the yes. shelter, and that's going to be provided by the so fund. So safety, yes, right? Pretty so much. Safety. Yes. Um, I know you said uh, you've had a huge donation from, uh, it was Donnie Tarrant gave to this fund. Also, uh, Roofs is accepting furnishing. So things yes. like plates, dishes, forks, um, you know, coffee tables, you know, um, yes. gently yes. used. So, I mean, they want things that are... I don't know if they're taking mattresses because I think they want to keep make sure there's you know no bed bugs yeah, or yeah. They, they're making sure that everything has been been checked over and everything yeah, is in good yeah. shape. So I think everything goes through roofs, um, but basic home sure. needs. So this is to furnish these yeah. homes. Um, and then you said financial donations. You can do a financial donation at roofs or you can yeah. do it at uh, Fusion Credit Union. That's correct. Any any location at uh, Fusion, you can uh, come and say this is for the fund and write out a check, any amount. and. Yeah. Uh, That'll be really, really appreciated by the and fund. Yeah, you were so. saying too, it's what you really loved about this is this is a local community fund for people that are coming from Ukraine and the money isn't being watered down or used up. Yes. This is all volunteer, right? Like people volunteer, are yes. putting in, like you said, you're working on the Facebook page right now. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the things that, that you're doing. And um, 
you're really surprised by the generosity from the local people here. Almost like you said, like surprise or in awe of that people would give out of their own, of what they have. They would just, you know. Yeah, to the people that they Because, I mean, they could sell the stuff on buy and sell. They could do all sorts of things to create their own income, but they're giving with open hearts. That's true. That's true. I'm really, I'm really surprised because uh, the reason before I wasn't really, I was looking skeptical uh, more like at uh, fundraisers and all these like red crosses. Because if you look at the at the terms and condition, they do take percentage out of the like if yeah. you donate a hundred, they take two. And there's there's millions and billions of dollars there, you know. So that's why to me the funds were kind of skeptical part of it. I was more like you know self help self help to the people. You know, if someone asked, I, I would help. You know, so yes. that kind of helped. But when I was talking to Father Brent, he actually uh, produced me the the fund. You know, he, he's like Roman, this is the fund. Come join have a meeting with us. Yeah. So after the talk, I, I realized this is something really uh, interesting and something I never would really expect from Dauphin, even though this is a Ukrainian community, but the amount of work, there's there's about 30 people there and all do their own, own work. You know, someone collecting furniture, right? Yeah. furniture. Yeah. You know, Father Brand is collecting some uh, money in church. Yeah. Someone is like, you know, Fusion collecting uh, funds as well. You know, there's, Everyone involved. It's in a the, community effort. Yeah, a mechanism that works mm-hmm. perfect, and it's it's awesome. So I I joined the, I joined that fund, and uh, I'm pleasant to be there, and I'm trying to help as much as I can as well uh, from my side to to help people come here. So and apparently we do have already about twenty requests, to twenty different families to want to come here. Oh wow! So that's that's amazing. That's, and you think about like the 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 difference, like having twenty families that come from Ukraine, um, you know, Ukrainians are known to be hardworking, you know, they, they, they give 110% and, you know, they would be very, I would say effectual, they would learn the language, they would, and the cool thing is when they come here, they're, I know you and I've talked a few times about the Ukrainian language, like, mm. because my grandparents came over, you know, like I'm, I'm fourth generation, my, my kids are fifth generation. But the Ukrainian is so different than the Ukrainian in Ukraine. Yes, so there'll be yes. some learning on both sides, but I'm sure, uh, you know, the commonality will be there. And, you know, very quickly, um, I think there's also that that language of compassion and uh, humanity that I think, you know, when you see someone and you, you get off the plane and you're welcomed and you have a mm-hmm. home and, you know, these strangers to you, you know, have literally open their wallets, open their, their doors, open their hearts for you to come into their community. I mean, that's a really beautiful thing. Yeah. And it's, um, it's so exciting to know that we have people in our community here that are doing this. And this isn't yeah. even funded. Um, this isn't funded with any government funds. No, this no, is no. all. So that's what I think I want yeah. to point out is this is not government funded. This is privately funded a community effort to yeah. bring people here. And these are not refugees because you said that um, they don't come with refugee status. They come with the, yeah. they're, it's immigration and uh, they're kind of expedited because of the situation, but they don't come with a refugee status. So they have to come uh, able to work, right? At either to go to school as a student, to work yeah. and to settle their family here. Yeah. You know? So they have a full rights to stay here and, and become a permanent resident yeah. or, or a Canadian yeah. and settle here in their family. So this is a good opportunity for Ukrainians to come and, and, and started life a new life here you know and it's awesome well i know we talked a little bit too about the agricultural end of things and how similar so you said from ukraine to here 
how similar the weather patterns, yeah. uh, the soil, the farming, the agriculture, like there's a very similar, how did you describe that? The whole nature here, it, it, it reminds me of Ukraine. Like I, I've been in Ireland, I've been in different countries like Europe and Germany and France. And, and it seems like Canada is the closest Ukrainian country. Like, you know, it looks like Ukraine if you close your eyes. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but and yeah, no, it doesn't, it, it doesn't really, it, it does really uh, look like uh, uh, Ukraine to me. So that's, that's wonderful and exciting. And I'm sure if we have, you know, these Ukrainian um, families coming, I think it'll be really cool to see like the churches probably will start to fill up and because they bring their religion, their culture you know, we're going to have more infusion of Ukrainian culture here. 20 families from Ukraine would make a huge impact yeah. in our community and, and the kind of the, I want to say that that, that effect and that um, mm -hmm. the culture, right? Yeah, I would really, really uh, be happy to, to see them come here oh. because that would be awesome. We're not sure if all 20 will, will be coming. Of course, we do have like a little form to sign yeah. and you, you kind of fill it up and, and stuff. And we will, uh, depending on how many homes we have at the moment, yes. you know, and stuff. So we'll be pro progressing with that as well. So time, like, so. say, for example, even if a, if a landlord wanted to give out their home with, instead of renting, if they wanted to provide the yes. home for them to use even yes. right and and uh that's pretty much what's happening yeah that's all really yeah all the rentals they, they're actually just giving their homes away or they just you know give a crazy discount that family fund will be paying the difference you know yeah and yeah. that's that's awesome this is exactly what's happening pretty much so oh that's wonderful it's yeah, that's it wonderful is. It is. So it's really nice you know after you hear and you see all the the horrible things that are happening uh in ukraine and we we can't really affect that other than trying you know with humanitarian aid to be a catching glove, really, for for those that that need a place to go, that are willing to relocate, you yeah, know. Yeah. And I can totally understand why people wouldn't want to relocate. I mean, I can't imagine how hard it is to leave everything that you know and love yeah. about your country, you yeah, know. So. That's true. That's true. Especially like you know, to me, as in person, I don't know even how I would react if I would be in Ukraine. You know, if if would I move or would I stay or yeah. protect the country? I I can't tell. But I definitely understand that this is a, a hard decision. Like, you know, even for people who wanted to move prior to war, um, move away, like, you know, for a different life or yeah. for better work, you know, and stuff like that. Uh, even for them, it would be hard because it's, it's kind of heartbreaking, you know, living yeah. country in this shape and condition. Yeah. So. Well, Roman, I really appreciate you coming and talking with us today here in Real Conversations. And uh, if anybody wants to donate to the cause... They can get a hold of Roofs Furniture. They can get a hold of Fusion Credit Union. It's a partly Ukrainian family fund. Okay, so. and so you can also find that on Facebook. Thank you. All right, thanks, Roman. Dr. Brenna and Three Graces Medispa has been inspiring love, confidence, and health and humanity since 2019. Dr. Brenna's skin therapists have the advanced knowledge required to revitalize and rejuvenate your skin. Radiofrequency, microneedles, chemical peels, and oxygen neo superfacials are just a couple of the treatments we offer. To learn more about Dr. Brenna and Three Graces Medispa, visit our website at threegraces.ca or call us at 204-572-5774 for a free consultation. A special thank you to Bankert Marketing for audio and video syncing, film editing, and web design. Thank you to Dr. Brenna and Three Graces Medispa, Bankert Marketing, Real Security Solutions, Roofs Furniture and Appliance, Oil Depot of Dauphin, Try Family Health, Beauty and Fine Gifts of the Paw, and Hearts to Nature Photography for your sponsorship of this podcast. Subscribe on YouTube at Tamara Michelle.
Talk to you next week.